Hello everyone, welcome to Wind Down Wednesdays. I'm your host, Paula Taylor, and this is episode 116. So as you saw, as I just tried to go uh, live, I had a little bit of a technology glitch, and I've gotta say, um, the energy right now is very chaotic. The energy of this kind of new year, there's a full moon coming up Friday, and so that I had to postpone the show yesterday. I was in a little bit of a fender bender and I'm fine, but I was very kind of sore last night and I was just craving rest. And so I honored that and I decided to postpone to today. And everyone I've talked to this week, there, there's like little things that are kind of going wrong or coming up or there. It's just been a very chaotic. The energy right now is chaotic. So if you stick with me through to the meditation, we are going to bring that chaotic energy down. We're going to come into some rest and restore and, and kind of ground that energy. So as always, if you're enjoying the show, you can support it in a couple different ways. Leave comments, like the Facebook post, rate the podcast if you're listening to the podcast later, and you can also donate to me directly through the website, paulataylorenergy.com. Go to the podcast page. There's a link to donate through PayPal. You can also donate through Anchor, which is the host of my podcast, and those links are in the podcast notes. <sighs> All right. So I had to shake that off a little bit. It, and like I said, there's been some chaotic energy around and um, we're going to talk about, we're going to meditate to ground some of that when we get to our meditation. But today we're talking about embracing the mystery. And this is a topic that's been percolating for me for a while now. It's been, it came to me during my recovery and I actually, I thought, oh, I wish I was doing the show, and then oh, now I'm resting, and then I was like, oh, I'll post a blog post about this, and like, no, I'm resting. So it's been percolating for a while, and it's interesting, just in the last, like, week or so, the this topic has, has come to its fruition. It's perfectly formed in my mind to do this as a podcast episode, so I things always happen in divine timing. So let's talk about, like, what, what am I talking about embracing the mystery? Where did this come from? I'm going to start there. So one of the things I talked about last week is, or I guess it was two weeks ago in our last show, was this idea that during my surgical recovery, I stated this intention that I wanted to get in better contact with my spiritual support team. I wanted to re receive clearer guidance from them. And, and boy, did that come through in a lot of different ways. And we'll kind of get into a couple of those ways as I tell these stories that kind of illustrate this topic. But the first thing that happened was that they told me I needed to put aside time to, to listen, to hear them. And the suggestion was that I do that while I was walking. I started walking in the hospital, actually, they made me start walking. So as soon as I got home, we have a pool in our backyard. And so I started walking laps around the pool. And the first day was, you know, me holding on to my husband and, and making it maybe halfway around and having to sit and, and almost making one full lap, you know, to kind of progressing through my recovery to now where I'm back to just doing about 15 minutes of laps while I, while I communicate, while I kind of get in, in stillness and silence and um, I like to be outside and kind of hear what's going on and, and just, just be for a little while. You know, that's kind of what they're like. You need to just be, you need to get some silence. We're going to talk more about that. So as I was walking after, you know, this came to me, I started walking around the pool and, and one day I was walking and for whatever reason, I'm not sure why I started thinking about dimensional frequency expansion, which I will 
referred to as DFE, that's a lot uh, easier to say. If you don't know anything about dimensional frequency expansion, don't worry about it. We're going to kind of talk a little bit about it. If you want to learn more, you can go to paulataylorenergy.com. There is a DFE um, tab and, and there's all sorts of information about it and, and each layer and what it is. And, and again, I'm not going to go through that kind of didactically, but we are going to talk about DFE. So if you don't know what it is, don't worry, you're going to get a feeling for it. So DFE just in short is a it's a healing method. It's a it's a method of expansion and clarity that I channeled and started sharing with people. And for me, it comes through mostly as sound and light language. We're going to talk about that. Um, for other people, it comes through a little bit more visually. I'm I'm a more of a, a sound person, so I don't get as much visually. But essentially, these are healing frequencies that sort of act on different parts of our being to create this expansion, to make us more integrated, to make us more more functional. To make and we're going to talk a little bit about kind of what what happens when you work with DFE. But I was walking around the pool and I was thinking about DFE. And all of a sudden it came to me that each layer of DFE, there's seven layers, is its own light language. And just briefly, what, what is light language? Um, I, the best way I heard it explained was that it's, it's a channeled messaging system where there's information encoded in what actually comes through. So for me, it comes through as toning, as what sounds like singing. It comes through as light language speaking, which comes through as kind of these syllables of sound. And, you know, we call it, people call it light language, but it's not necessarily, it's not a language you understand with your mind. It's a language that is received in the energetic field in the body. And it's very powerful. It, it can absolutely cause a lot of shifts. And there's a lot of people out there channeling all sorts of light language. Um, TikTok's actually a great place to learn about light language and kind of see people sharing that. So I was walking around the pool and it came to me that each layer of DFE is its own light language. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's that that's amazing. I didn't realize that. I knew there was light language in there. I thought it was the soda light layer, but but what came to me was that each of the seven layers is its own light language. And so the first question I asked was like, well, where do these light languages come from? What is this? Can you like what is the name of this light language? Because there's a lot of people out there who, you know, say, oh, this is Atlantean, there, there's star seed names that they'll give it, or this is dragon language, this is Pleiadian. And I've had people, you know, in some of my sound baths especially ask me, you know, like, do you know what light language that is? I, I hear this light language, or I channel this light language, what, you know, what light language is this? And so I asked them, I'm like, you know, what is this? Where did this come from? Like, when people ask me this, what am I supposed to tell them? <laughs> and the answer came very, very quickly. And, and essentially it was, that's not for you to know. That's not important. It doesn't matter what, you don't need a label for this. And then that phrase, embracing the mystery came in, embrace the mystery. And, and I was like, okay, like I, I understood that. And we're going to talk more about that. Like, what does that mean? Like embracing the mystery, it means that there's a knowing beyond that mental space. And of course, it's important to be, you know, we have scientists for a reason. We study things like it's very important that that happens. But for this specific thing and for what I'm doing, 
I'm living in this, what you might call mystical space. So when they said that to me, I completely understood it. This is beyond the understanding that the mind is capable of. This is, this is a knowing that, that is deeper than that. I understood what they were saying, but, but I, I kind of asked back. I was like, yeah, but, but people want to know, they want a name for this. Like, what am I supposed to tell them when they ask me, what is this light language? And the answer they gave me was, um, what you tell them is, does this resonate with you? When you hear this light language, do you feel expanded? Do you feel loving? Do you feel a shift? Do you feel that knowingness beyond the mental space somewhere either in the body? A lot of times like the body relaxes or you start to feel expanded. Sometimes you feel tingling or heat. There's a lot of ways to know beyond that mental space that you are resonating with something, that something is good for you, that something feels good. And, and so what they told me to say is that if, if this resonates with you, then embrace the mystery. It does not need to be categorized because it's not, it's not of this world. It's not of this kind of mental ego space where we label things and we name things. It's, it's of this mystical energetic space and it doesn't need to be described in, in a, it doesn't need to be labeled. It doesn't need to be categorized. You don't need to know exactly where it came from. I do know that the, the white beings of DFE, the closest I found is seraphim. That's, and that they exist in different religions. And again, I don't want to get too far into the like didactics of that. Cause that's not what this is about, but it really kind of, it got me thinking, it got me really kind of realizing, you know, we are so almost desperate to, to name things, to categorize things, to, um, to, you know, to label them, to know what they are, right? We're desperate for the why of things a lot of times. And, and again, that's great that there are people doing, there are people studying sound and, and we use sound in medicine. That's not where this lives at this time. Maybe someday it will. I don't know. But, but where this lives is in the space that sometimes is uncomfortable for us is that space of not knowing in the mystery. I don't know why this works, but I know it does. And so let me tell you a little bit about that because that's that when I said this kind of came full circle. So I um, started channeling these light languages actually at the end of 2020. I didn't know what it was yet. Um, I just kept hearing this. What I found out was this emerald frequency, my heart song. And I can hear it if I go back and listen to some of the older podcasts when I started toning. I hear bits and pieces of it. And, and I kept hearing this and I kept sharing it and it and I didn't know what it was at that time. I didn't know why it felt so good and it kept coming up. And so, um, we just looked at this. So I met with my original group. I call them my DFE goddesses. Uh, we started this journey together it was October of 2021. I taught my first, um, DFE. It was an emerald activation. And, and this is really, we, this is a, this is like a pilot program. You know, I, I wasn't totally sure what I was doing and they were really open. They embraced the mystery and not everybody did. And that's completely fine. Like we started with a group of maybe eight or nine and then each activation, the group kind of got smaller till we ended up with this core group. Um, and that's another thing, you know, sometimes we're all in on embracing the mystery and sometimes we're like going to dip our toe in and, and 
dip it back out or take a couple of little steps. That's not, that's all fine. There's no judgment there. But these women who, who have gone through now the selenite activation, so they've done the first four, they're basically halfway through getting activated with these DFE frequencies. We met actually on January 1st, we did a rebirthing ceremony and then we did a blessing for my new healing space. And so part of whenever we meet, part of this is just a check-in, you know, how have you been doing? What's been going on? And honestly, it didn't hit me until even after this happened. But, but one of them in particular was saying, talking about all the change since we started, that's when we, we went back and looked at what the date was. And she said, this is from DFE. This is the result of me continuing to like embrace the mystery of each of these levels of DFE, letting this frequency come into my body. And, and so then when I started thinking about it that way, when she said that, so there were four of us there. One of us has quit her job and is now pursuing what feels more like her calling in about a year since we started this. One of us has gone through a completely physical transformation. Her body is completely different. She's done a huge amount of physical healing and, and emotional and mental healing, letting go of some trauma, letting go of some family kind of, you know, karmic stuff. And, um, and she was now talking about, you know, stepping fully into her calling and, and what that would entail. One of us has completely transformed her relationship with herself and has stepped out of a position of, of sort of overgiving and, and has learned how to kind of honor herself and take time for herself. And then the fourth person is me. And, and, you know, if you've been watching this show, I have been through a huge transformation. I mean, I started putting myself out there. I'm opening a healing space. Finally, after 20 years of sort of, again, dipping my toe in and not quite being ready to fully embrace it. Um, I've had this surgery where I finally got my endometriosis taken out. I finally got this diagnosis of ADHD, which made a huge difference in my mental space. I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about that. But when I started thinking about that, like I'm telling you about this because that is what happens when you embrace the mystery. I don't know why exactly this stuff works. I mean, I can tell you vibration, you know, moves energy and we've done, we've done a huge amount of clearing and releasing and letting go and calling in this new energy and expanding, you know, I could give words to all of that, but, but really, I don't know why it's a mystery, but when you choose to embrace the mystery in whatever way that, you know, I'm just using DFE as an example, although I would love for you to join me because it's pretty life-changing and amazing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about how to embrace the mystery. But when you choose to embrace the mystery, your life will change in ways that you never saw coming. And and the next thing, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about this ADHD diagnosis because that is a thing I never saw coming. The surgery was like, mm, I should have been done that a long time ago. But when you embrace the mystery, there's a bit of surrender in there. And when we surrender... And especially when we're doing it with an intention for the highest good, which is what these DFE frequencies are, then things start to unfold for us beyond what we could even have imagined. And we start to get more courage and we start to make changes. We do things like quit our job and jump into something else or open a healing space. You know, we start to take risks that felt too scary before because we've expanded our energetic space and we've brought in these frequencies of love and light that that have helped us shed old frequencies that were no longer serving us, trauma frequencies, whatever. And 
I mean, man, that's a huge thing. And I, I just had not thought about it that way until someone actually verbalized it to me. I think all of this is from DFE, this, you know, and of, and not to discount because that's the other thing. You still, you are a part of this, you know, embracing the mystery is saying yes to something and then the work comes, right? It's not like these energies come in and magically transform your life. These energies come in and they open things and then things need to be released and then things fall away. And, and so it is, it's a process, just like any spiritual practice. It's a process of kind of growth and release and growth and release. And, um, but man, is it amazing. And again, all of that lives in this kind of mystical space beyond, I don't have any quantifiable scientific data on this other than the anecdotal stories of the four people I just mentioned. And maybe someday I will, maybe someday, you know, somebody will study this, but that's, there's something to be said for living in this mystical space embracing mystery, jumping into things, surrendering. That's a big part of this. So let's talk a little bit about how do we do that? Like, how do we, what is the mystery? Where do we find it? How do we get there? And and that leads me to my second story. Um, so I mentioned on the last show, and it was very fresh. I had just been diagnosed with ADHD and I started on some medication and um, I'm very sensitive. So I had kind of a lot of side effects, especially the first couple of days. But what I noticed very quickly was this huge shift in my mental space. So I had a ton of mental energy that was always bouncing around in my mental space, racing thoughts. A lot of it revolved around worry. You know, what's going to happen? What if I do this? I had a terrible time making decisions, even small decisions. It was like, you know, well, what if I do this? And then I do this. And then I do this. And then this happens. Like there was all of this, what I'm now going to call static. I'm going to call it mental static. And what I realized when it was gone, I, I said at the beginning of the show that I set this intention to have better communication with my spiritual support team. And that's another, like... I set this intention and I embraced the mystery. I didn't, I didn't try to control how it was going to happen. I didn't lay out steps. I just said, I want to communicate with you better. And, and then a bunch of stuff happened, right? And so one of the things that happened is that I got this diagnosis and the medication cleared away that mental static. And for the first time in probably my entire life, other than when I was fully channeling or in meditation or in a session, you know, I had trained myself to silence that static in certain situations. But in my everyday life, in my day-to-day life, it was really always there present. And and it was like I was in a room full of loud radios and somebody turned it off, all of them. And 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 I have to say... If this had happened, because some of the thoughts I have are like, oh, I wish this had happened years ago. If this is, had happened years ago, I probably would have freaked out and jumped into some sort of obsession or addiction or something to fill that silence. Because when you're used to noise, I mean, we are in a society full of noise. We are we have trained our minds to be noisy. You know, there's 50 million things going on and you're trying to multitask and then you've got social media and, and things are in your face all the time. So, so when I got that, all of a sudden there was this silence. Like I got a little bit scared. I'm going to be totally honest with you. And, and I was like, what is happening? 
You know, like it was a little bit like it was disconcerting. I was like, you know, what happened to all of this noise, all of this? I didn't even realize it was noise. That's kind of why I'm calling it static. It was like there was a loud staticky TV and someone turned it off. But pretty quickly, because of all the work I've done, because of all the training and meditation and, and everything that I've done for all of these years, I was like, oh, I know what to do with silence. I know what silence is. I've been in silence many times in meditation. The mystery lives in silence. The mystery lives in silence. And so instead of getting fearful about this silence, I decided to embrace it. I decided to just fully step into it and, and let the silence be there. And again, that's where the mystery lives. And then all of a sudden, my spiritual support team was like, hey, we've been trying to communicate with you for all these years. And, and that static was in the way. And when, when we, you finally, you know, took this step, you embraced the mystery, it was very hard for me to reach out and get help. It was very hard for me to even admit to the psychiatrist that I thought this might be an issue. It was brought up a lot of shame when I was diagnosed. Um, and then, you know, there's questions. Someone today just asked me about the medication. How do you feel about the medication? And um, I'm very sensitive to medication. So there, I've had bad experiences in the past with some medications. But I will say what I always say, and I've been saying for years, and I will continue to say, if it works, use it. It does not matter where your tool comes from. Let go of the judgment about that, especially in this kind of new age space. If it If it works then use it. And this works. Absolutely. Even with some of the side effects that are still resolving and hopefully will fully resolve, this has been a life change. Literally, it's like someone turned a switch in my brain. And my confidence has come up and my, my self-assurance has come up and the silence has come up, the, that static has come down. And it it's it's leaving me a little lost for words. Like, I'm going to yeah, it's leaving me a little speechless. But it also immediately, I realized it tied in with this whole idea of embracing the mystery. It takes courage to embrace the mystery because it's a mystery. We don't know. We want to know. That is why we ask questions. That is why when someone has this like magical experience in their own words in one of my sound journeys, naturally afterwards, they're like, what was that? Where did that come from? You know, and, and me, especially being, you know, as new and kind of f first channeling these things, it was like, oh, I should have an answer for that, right? I should know. I should be able to say, you know, this is a, this came from the blah, blah, blah planet in the blah, blah, blah nebula and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, I don't know. And that's okay. I embrace the mystery. All I know is that these frequencies have completely changed my life and they have given me the courage to make the changes that I need to make. They've given me the courage to face the shame that I had about some things that I, that I didn't even realize because it had been there so long. It's like that mental static. It had been there so long. I just thought that's, that was part of who I was. That's just how my brain works. And, and it's true. That's just how my brain was working, but it was not working to its full potential. 
And I just had the follow-up with the psychiatrist Tuesday, and he likes computer terminology. And so, you know, he's like, oh, it's just like we upgraded your system. And I said, well, I feel like I was working on an Apple IIe from like 1988, and now I have like a quantum drive. I mean, that's the upgrade. And so I don't know why that works either. I mean, he could tell me, you know, he could tell him he did a little bit, you know, this, there's this and this and, and this, this was happening in your conscious mind and, and it should have been happening behind the scenes, like with the decision making. But, but really, if it works, use it. We don't always need to know. We don't always need to know the why. And we're always going to have people investigating the why. And again, that's amazing. There are people who live in that why. But if you're limiting yourself because you always want to know the why and you always want to label and you always want a category and you want, you know, to legitimize something by naming it, you might be missing out on a magical experience because you're living in the mental space. That is a, these are artificial constructs that we have created in the mental space. I mean, I can say, look, I have purple hair. How do you know it's purple? Well, we kind of collectively decided to call this color purple. And there are people like my sister who have color deficiency who wouldn't see this as purple. She might see it more as like a greeny blue or something. So your experience is what is important, especially when you are embracing the mystery, especially when you are learning to trust yourself, when you're learning to come back to yourself. There is a point at which that external stuff is actually more harmful than helpful. Because your body knows the truth. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Your body knows the truth. Your mind might lie to you because it's connected to that ego space. But your body is connected to your intuition. Your body knows the truth. So when you get that like feeling in your gut, absolutely it's worth asking yourself. Because sometimes it's like, you know, I'm afraid about opening this space. I have some fear about that. But I recognize that's not an intuitive fear. That's just, that's, that's an ego fear. So when I'm connected with my intuition, I feel awesome about this decision. I feel like it's amazing and I see amazing things happening and I'm very excited about it. So there's that discernment of learning to recognize the difference between when something's really not right for you and when maybe it's just bringing up some resistance, some fear. But but ultimately, you are the one who knows what resonates with you. I could tell you DFE is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me and you might just not, you just don't resonate with it. And maybe you find something else that, that you do. And that, that is part of this human experience. Only you know what resonates with you. But if you are hesitating or blocking an experience that does resonate with you because you, you don't have enough ego based information about it, you're holding yourself back. It's a limitation. And I see it a lot. I see it a lot in especially this kind of wellness community because there is a craving for legitimacy. You know, we want to be seen, massage is a perfect example. You know, massage has become much more medical. It's very highly regulated and, you know, you have to demonstrate knowledge of it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying we should never have education for anything, believe me. But there's also something to be said for experience. There's a balance there. And if we go too far in that direction of the ego space, of the mind, of the fear-based, of the labeling, of the categorizing, we're missing the mystical. And if we go too far in favor of the mystical and we don't have that discernment 
then we might be gullible. We might be falling for con artists and stuff. That is the concern. You know, that is why people do crave legitimacy. They want to see your certificate. They want to know that you've studied something. They want to know that you have, you know, that you're going to help them, especially in this field. When someone's coming to you for help, I just had a discussion with someone about how much harm um, coaches can do if they're not trauma informed and then they're working with people um, who've been traumatized. You can actually traumatize someone further if you're not trauma informed. So absolutely, education, labeling, you know, legitimacy, that's important, but it's not more important than this mystery. It's not more important than the mystical. And so there are people who tend toward both. And ultimately, overall, we want balance. And one of the things I've realized in the past, even just few months, is that I am a mystic. I'm in the mystical. And I've got all sorts of legitimacy. You know, you can look at my legitimacy. I've got training and I've got certificates and I've got diplomas. And I, you know, I've got that because it is important. Again, it's got to be a balance. But at the end of the day, my experience is what I value. When I'm in that mystery, there is a feeling beyond, it's beyond the ego space. We talk about this so often. When you have that moment where your heart opens, where your energy expands, you might not have the words for that because again, maybe you didn't study energy and so you don't know the terminology there, but you know when you're having an experience that feels magical that feels mystical, that feels transformative. And and let yourself go there. Let yourself trust that. Let yourself embrace that mystery. Let that mental static, you know, maybe you can't turn it all the way off, but you know, that's kind of the nature of being human. That's why we do meditation, because that is a space in which we can quiet that. Let yourself do that so that you can have the actual direct experience. The mind space does not give us direct experience. It's that projection that, was that Plato or Socrates, this idea that what we're looking at is a projection, what a lot of people call now, you know, we're living in a simulation. Like my psychiatrist would say, you know, this is a big computer and it's and it's showing you things. And, and you know, I could take one pill apparently and it will show me different things. Because some of the things that were in the forefront of my field are now pushed to the back where they were meant to be. I was meant to be kind of running these things behind the scenes. And and for whatever reason, because of the way my brain was wired, it was in, in my face to the point that it was occupying space that I needed for other things, if that makes sense. So that's what I mean by embracing the mystery. Recognizing that this direct experience comes through the emotional and physical bodies and that that is a value that we have sometimes lost because we're so focused on the mental. We live in an entirely mental world. I was driving with my husband yesterday and I was looking around at all these offices and I thought, how many of these places no longer even have people in them because they're working from home? Because we're doing everything virtually, right? We're doing everything in a virtual space. We sit at computers and we're in our mind space and we type and we, you know, and we talk and, and all of that is a mental communication. 
And so it's no, there's no surprise to me that people feel empty, that people feel lost, that people feel lonely. We're going to do a show on building community in the next couple of weeks that I'm really excited about because that is one of my next steps is to start building community because we are desperately craving that. But when you're in a community in the mental space, in that ego space, it can be really traumatizing. And so it's time for us to start coming back to that direct experience space, back to the physical body, back to that energetic, emotional experience where you say, man, I don't know what that was, but I want more of it. That's embracing the mystery. And that is where we truly connect with each other. Absolutely have a meeting of the minds. It's amazing that, you know, the mind is part of our of our being, you know, it's in, but it's not the only thing. And that is where I see us heading in so many aspects. Again, even in this kind of wellness healing space, we're, you know, there's so much going on in the mind space and we forget that we even have a body. When my mental static came down, all of a sudden I was aware of all of these bodily feelings and emotions that I just didn't even, they were probably there all along, but I, I didn't have the bandwidth to process them because there was too much occupying my mental space. So that's part of the reason that we do this work that we do every week. That's part of the reason where, why our meditations are a lot of times so focused on the body, breathing, coming back into the body, because that is where the direct experience occurs. And, and if you've had a magical experience, if you've had a transformative experience, you know that the mind kind of shuts off and, and you're just having this experience. You're having physical sensations, you're having emotions, you're having this sense of, you know, expansion or whatever word you want to use for it. And then afterwards, maybe you mentally process and you go, Whoa, what was that? That was interesting. But during the direct experience, the mind, that chatter of the mind silences, that ego mind finally shuts down a little bit. And then we can expand in that intuitive space because that is the space beyond the mind. But the intuition is linked to the body, not to the mind. The mind is linked to the ego. So we have to find ways to quiet that ego mind, even if it's just for a little while. And the longer we do that, the more practice we have the better we get at it. So then when we have that silence, like what happened for me, it's like, oh, I know what this is. I'm not afraid of this silence because how many of us are afraid of silence? How many of us sit in our house at night, scrolling TikTok, looking at social media, maybe the TV's on too in the background or music. There's always something happening, right? We're creating chaotic energy around us because we're so used to that noise. And if you turn that noise off, literally... We start to get scared. It's like, and you know, I was just talking to someone about, you know, when things get quiet at night, that's when a lot of our fears come up. So when we're, when we know what to do with the silence, when we know that we can embrace that silence, we can sit in it, we can be in the mystery. Then when those fears come up, we can recognize them with that observational mind, that intuitive mind, that mind beyond the ego. Oh, that's my ego mind. What do you need from me, ego mind? Do you need a hug? Do you need, you know, some reassurance? Like, it's almost like the ego is a child. It's that inner child. And when we learn to stop letting it run our lives and come into the space of the mystery, in my experience, everything unfolds in a much more 
expansive way to the point that, you know, over the course of one year, your life could look completely different than it did a year ago because you stepped into that mystery and you said, I'm not afraid. I'm going to be in the mystery. I'm going to be uncomfortable in the mystery sometimes for sure, because in the silences, when again, some of that old stuff comes up, but we can't release things that we don't see. So the way to embrace the mystery is to find that silence and to seek out experience. You know, these, these women in my DFE course, they didn't know what it was. No one had ever heard of it before I made it up. I channeled it. So they were just like, oh, I'm always into this. Let me check it out. And they embraced the mystery of it and then had these life-changing experiences. You know, the way that I first experienced sound healing was that I heard um, Trish Debney, who I always call my mentor, I heard her play her crystal bowls and something in my body shifted, something in my energetics shifted beyond all I was at a retreat and beyond all of the, the amazing speech I heard from people, the amazing classes and, and topics and, you know, that really got your mind thinking. It was the experience of those bowls, of that sound, of that vibration coming into my body that really through my healing process into like overdrive. It was like, you know, somebody gave me a boost and I was hooked. And I, I don't know why it took me so long to get there myself with the sound. But the minute I had that direct experience of it, I knew, I don't know what this is, but I resonate with it. And in fact, I found myself walking up to her and like, you know, just without even, it was like someone took over my body. And I said to her, woman, you are speaking my language. So when someone is speaking your language, don't ask why, just listen, embrace it. I didn't know why I'd heard sound my whole life and whatever she had just done felt so different to me, but I wanted more. I wanted more and I started exploring and I started discovering and it's all been, of course it's learning, it's mental learning for sure, but it's the direct experience is, is where the mystery lies, is where the spiritual experience lies is where the true transformation lies in that bodily experience, that emotional experience, that energetic experience. And, and sometimes we have to drag the mind along kicking and screaming. Oh, that was a lot. I talked for a lot and I, I got way off course as I sometimes do, but it, this feels like a really important topic and it's, and it's maybe something we'll come back to and if you have questions, hit me with the questions. And my answer might be, I don't know. And that's okay too. It's okay not to know. That's part of embracing the mystery. <sighs> so let's step into a really grounding meditation, coming into the body, silencing some of that chaotic energy that's just out there in the atmosphere right now so that what we what reflects back to us is less chaos and a little bit more calm and then we're going to do a little bit of this mystery i'm going to do some toning and i'm going to do some dfe tones and a lot of times they come through all mixed and i think today i just did this on sunday as part of the rebirthing ceremony I'm going to go through these DFE tones in order. Emerald frequency, amethyst frequency, onyx frequency, selenite frequency, celestite frequency, halite frequency, and then sodalite, which kind of ties everything together. 
and just be in the experience. Some of it's weird. The light language for amethyst, it's, it's almost, it's supposed to be agitating because that is the mental space. We're moving some energy in the mental space. They all have their purpose and they all move energy in a specific part of the body, the energetic field for a specific reason. And, and I don't know exactly why, and I don't know exactly how, but I know that it works. And I know that it is life changing, at least for the people who have resonated with it so far. So let's meditate together. So for this meditation, let yourself be receptive. This is less of a, a working healing meditation and more of a receiving. So find a, a receptive posture. Maybe you feel like lying down. Let yourself be supported in that. Maybe you want to sit. Make sure you're supported if you're sitting Make sure you feel comfortable. Make sure you feel good. The first step in being receptive is finding some comfort as much as you can in the body. And we're never going to get rid of all of the discomfort of the body. It's just the nature of the body that there's probably some tension somewhere. There's probably maybe even some pain somewhere. But if we can get as comfortable as possible, that opens that receptivity up. So as we always do, take three to five deep oxytocin rust to begin coming back into the body, breathing in through the nose, letting the belly float out, and then sighing that audible ha sound as you exhale. Ha. One of the best ways of embracing that silence, that mystery, is through breath, bringing silence to the mind, bringing ease to the body through the breath. So use that oxytocin breathing anytime throughout this meditation. You feel like you're craving ease. You feel like you're craving relaxation. If anything's coming up emotionally, that's a great way to release is with that beautiful oxytocin breath. So coming into the body now, just checking in through the body, noticing where there's any tension, maybe really slowly moving. Again, as we've been doing recently, let's go to just about 20% of your capacity of your range of motion if you're moving. Right now I'm just moving, kind of wagging my head back and forth a little bit. I've got a little bit of tension in my neck as I almost always do. And I'm not doing this with expectation. I'm not doing this like neck, release your tension because that makes it worse. I'm just doing this with ease. I'm doing this with love. I'm being gentle. And as I move, as I breathe deeply, as I come into my body, sometimes I find, oh yeah, my body's re released a little of that tension. Your body knows what to do. It just needs the resources. It needs that oxygen. It needs that ease. It needs to be out of fight and flight and into ease so that it can release. We can't release when we're in that sympathetic state. So just spend a minute or two here. Now I'm moving my feet a little bit. Just find the places in your body that feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit tense, and just gently, again, 20% of your capacity, move them. Keep with the deep breathing. You can do the oxytocin breathing. You can just breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Breathing out through the mouth allows release. 
I always encourage to breathe out through the mouth when you're meditating just to help release anything that's ready to, to go, any frequencies that are no longer serving you. And then just briefly do a little shake. Gently, a little whole body or as much of your body as you can. I'm sitting, so I'm just kind of shaking my hands and arms, shaking my head, moving my hips back and forth. Again, 10% of your capacity even here. <sighs> and then come still. Feel your body. You may have been in that mental space all day. Sometimes the body, there's a vastness to the body that we forget about. It's like we're trapped in the attic of a house and we forget that there's three floors and a basement below it. So come down through the layers of your house, all the way down to the basement. What do your feet feel like? Are they contacting the earth? What does that feel like? Come into your heart space for a moment. Maybe put your hand on your chest. What does it feel like in your heart space? There's a lot of emotion that gets stored here, that gets shoved here. Grief, anxiety, fear, anger. Maybe put another hand on your belly. This, this cave, this beautiful solar plexus and sacral region, again, storing so much of those frequencies that maybe don't serve us that we haven't been able to release yet. So just direct some awareness here. Again, there's no pressure. There's not even really intention other than to be present. We're just being present in this silence, in this space. And for this sound healing, this dimensional frequency expansion healing, as I'm going to move through each of these layers, the seven layers of DFE, just allow yourself to receive. You can put your hands anywhere on your body that feels good. If that calls you, you can just completely release. Let yourself be in the silence here. Let yourself be in the mystery. Thoughts will come up. They always do. But, but let them float by. Let them go. Don't grab onto them. Just imagine they're like clouds in the sky and they're floating by. And just... Take a moment before we begin and open up that heart space. Sometimes I like to visualize a flower opening its petals to the sun. And know that anything that comes through in this transmission is for your highest good. And feel safe. Know that you are safe in this space. And know that you are safe with these frequencies, with this energy. It is for your highest good. And then just receive, just allow yourself to embrace the mystery. Embrace that receptivity beyond the mind space, within the body, within that energetic space.
Notice how your heart feels with that emerald heart song. Just stay for a moment. And then perhaps focus on the mind space, that mental space, the amethyst frequency, and help vibrate free some old limiting beliefs that are no longer serving us. As we stir up that mental energy, then onyx comes in to ground it, to release what's no longer serving in the mental space, to bring us back to the body. Selenite is an integrator, bringing heart, mind, and body together. Celestite, the high heart opener, moving into that space beyond the ego now. opening that pineal, that pituitary space, moving us further out of the ego space and into that intuitive realm. tying everything together, showing us the vastness of our limitless energetic bodies. and emerald tying it all together.
Just allow yourself to have this experience now. How do you feel? How does your body feel? Do you feel any shifts? Do you notice any difference? Let go of any judgments and just feel, just directly experience the after effects of having these frequencies introduced into your system. Be in that silence, embrace that mystery. Give yourself permission to release anything that has come up in this session that's no longer serving you with love, with gentleness, with gratitude if possible. Just being present for this experience for a few more moments. Embracing the silence, embracing the mystery. You can choose to stay here for as long as you'd like. If you're in a space where you'd like to drift off to sleep or into an intuitive experience and it's safe to do so, feel free to do that. If you're choosing to come back to the moment, to what's next for you in this day, be really gentle about it. Honor the experience you've just had and know that if it felt underwhelming, that's okay. Come back to this. There is shift to be found here if this resonates with you. Give yourself a chance to find out and come back and do it again. Starting to come back into that mental space now where we spend so much of our time again maybe moving the body really gently slowly readying yourself to come back out of this beautiful 
mysterious, silent, meditative space. I know that you can take this feeling with you. Any shift you've had, you can bring with you. Any newfound appreciation for that silence, for that mystery, bring it with you. Take it forward with you as you continue on with the rest of your day or evening. Satnam. The truth of your identity is that you are the mystery. You are the silence. That is the energy you're made of. And anytime you can connect with that, you are serving that highest good of your being, of your soul, of your divine light. Take one or two more deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. Add that sigh if you'd like. Just coming fully back here. And as you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me for this mysterious topic. I hope it spoke to you. Thank you for allowing me to share these dimensional frequencies with you. Thank you for receiving them. Have a beautiful rest of your day or evening, and I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesdays.